0: On this episode of the Simple Passive Cashflow podcast, we're going to be talking about the QRP. Now, a lot of you guys should have checked out the website, simplepassivecashflow.com slash QRP and watched the intro video on the QRP there. But this is the silver bullet for retirement plans. And this is the follow up webinar that we did. So if you're not on the Hui Do Pipeline Club email list, you need to get on it so you get access to all these videos and webinars when they come out. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor, man. But uh, we got Damon Lupo here. How's it going, Damon?
1: It's good. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. Thanks, Lane.
0: Yeah, so Damon's a QRP guy. That If you guys need to uh, set up QRP, I guess the first thing would be to... Educate yourself. So go to this this uh, QRP page I have here at slash QRP. You guys can. There's a link on there somewhere that you can get one of Damon's book and start learning about it a little bit. You know this this page I've had up for probably a couple of years now, right, Damon? I mean, we've been talking about this a while, and we did a webinar. Um, that's about halfway down the page. Here, you guys can watch. That's a little bit more f- a formal presentation. But it's been a while since we talked about this, and I thought I'd just bring Damon on the line to ask answer whatever questions you guys had. If you guys have any specifics, since we have a little smaller group here. Um, but I'll start off. You know, I I cashed out my four hundred one k in two thousand fifteen because I wanted to put it into syndications and I wanted to get out of Wall Street. I didn't have too much money in there. I had about only about 100000 in there. So for me, I just paid the ta- taxes and paid the penalty on it. Um, I think I have this little section in here, but my family will disown me, right, Damon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, so let's talk about that a little bit. I always say there's two reasons why people don't do it. First, it's going to show up as taxable income. And uh, it's gonna probably make your AGI go up. Now, there's still a strategy here that I work with a lot of clients, and we try and you know take out the 401k money strategically. And then uh, you know there's this other penalty here, this 10% penalty. But if you're investing in good deals, I mean, you should be able to recoup that small penalty in six to eighteen months. <laughs> it's, it's sort of an afterthought. Um, but another thing here is called the QRP, which is sort of the silver bullet. That you don't really have to uh, it's another option of sort of moving your your 401k money into a QRP, but um, maybe give us a little high level here, uh, Damon, if people haven't watched the webinar just real quick to just catch people up.
1: Yeah, so basically the, the QRP is is the IRA on steroids, and it's, it's, it's actually the IRA that doesn't blow your feet off and your knees off if you go and use it for real estate. It just gives you it's a tool that allows you to invest in real estate. So like when you cashed out your, your plan, that's one strategy. And this is the other strategy that doesn't require you to take a 50% hit with taxes and penalties. And you can still use the money, all of it, without penalty or taxes um, on syndications. And the reason that this is so important is because many of the syndications that are out there uh, end up cashing out. And so when they cash out, say, in four or five years or six years, and you've invested, there's going to be a taxable event unless you're inside of a tax shelter. And the QRP is a tax shelter. So it allows you to keep compounding your money. And you can even do it. The QRPs have the Roth component. So you can even do it tax-free completely. And so it's really a tool that most people haven't heard about. But once you've heard about it, you can't. it's like seeing a, tr- a car accident. You can't not see it. It's sort of like one of those things. Okay, I've seen it now. What do I do with it? Um, it's it's really the tool if you're going to invest in real estate using retirement money. So if you've got retirement money and you don't trust Wall Street, which probably nobody on this thing is actually a, high, a big fan of, you're going to jump on a
0: call on Sunday, right?
1: Yeah, well that's also true, right? Right. This is not the Wall Street <laughs> uh, cheerleader crowd. So I, I think that this is this is truly the it's it's the kind of the hidden gem, and right now it's available. I don't know that this will be available in five or ten years. I think it's one of those things that. Could be attacked, but right now it's available and it's an amazing tool because you can use leverage with real with real estate and do it tax free. Yeah, and, and I'll make uh, a real clear distinction.
0: I am not a fan of the self directed IRA or self directed Roth IRA. Um, I've scrolled down. I'm displaying my screen here, and you guys can read this in your own free time. But if you uh, look and learn a little bit about this UDFI tax uh, and you tax, uh, you'll, you'll kind of understand why and. You know, even your QRP's, infinite banking, self-directed IRAs—they all have their—they're all tools. They're tools for the right purpose. Um, but for retirement planning, I think the QRP definitely has a number up on the self-directed IRA.
1: Well, there's it, it's it's that's true, and there's there's really no comparison because the QRP allows you to invest tax-free. If you use an IRA and you do syndications with it, you're going to lose between twenty and thirty percent of your profits by the time you exit the deal and you can you can look at the math give you a really simple example if you invested uh $50,000 in a deal and the deal at the end of it you made 50,000 so you you made 100% which is a very reasonable deal over 5 years then out of that 50 if you're if that property had 70% leverage which is also very common uh, then $35,000 of your profit would be subject to this UBIT tax which is what Lane was talking about and that thirty-five thousand is going to be taxed at somewhere between thirty and thirty-five percent. Bottom line is you're gonna write a check for about ten thousand dollars on that deal that you don't have to if it's if it's using a QRP. So simply transferring from an IRA to a QRP allows you to avoid a ten thousand dollar check on a very, very simple syndication deal that you would do. I mean, Lane, those numbers are pretty accurate, right? Like those are pretty reasonable numbers.
0: Yeah, usually, you know, the syndications are, you know, and even if you're investing in your own deal, if you're using anywhere from 70 to 80% leverage. Yeah, And uh, yeah, the, the government doesn't like that. The, um, the intention of the retirement plan was that you invest that, but the leverage portion, they're going to tax you on the gains of that.
1: Yeah, and the reason I think there's a big, we're trying to figure out why this applies to IRAs and not to uh, the QRP. I think it's probably because there's more money in IRAs right now. There's about um, there's about $7 trillion in IRAs and, and in the the individual, the 401ks, there's about four to 5 trillion. So there's more money in the IRAs. I think that more people are doing alternative investments and the government's saying, okay, well, we don't, we, we want to get a tax revenue from this with the people that are doing real estate and we're going to hammer them if they're not using wall street. So right now there's an opportunity to use the retirement accounts, and not get taxed using leverage, that's a huge opportunity that, again, I don't think will last forever. Other than the 27 weeks
0: of curated content for the passive investor, the new mastermind will offer bi weekly power calls with the following format. First week of every month, we will dial in on being a direct investor or simple passive cash flow 1.0, I call it, which is getting your first rental, negotiating, sourcing, operation, etc. Second week of every month, we will discuss holistic wealth building topics for what I call Simple Passive Cashflow 2.0 Plus, which is holistic wealth management, syndications, private placements, tax, legal, lifestyle design, etc. Get a sense of this format by checking out the Guide to Taxes video at Simple Passive Cashflow.com backslash tax. I'll be honest, some things I can't say to the general public because it's too personal, and it's not to say bad things about others. Unless you're in the mastermind. One rule we have is what happens in the mastermind stays in the mastermind. To get in, go to simplepassivecashflowcom backslash journey. Don't be left out and join the day. If you've been waiting on the sidelines, this is your moment and not to be taken by an institutionalized education program. Yeah, and, and I'll um I'll put a caveat here. I'm not a tax professional, of course, talk to your own tax consultant or legal, but I'm pretty sure a lot of your guys' CPAs don't even know what the heck a UBIT is or UDFI. So you guys need to come talk to me and figure out a good CPA to use. But um, this is that's another thing I tell people, David. I'm like, well, you know, it's your it's your own problem, right? But I, I guarantee your CPA may not, may not even use it. So if you're using a self-directed IRA and you're doing these syndications, there's probably a good chance your CPA won't even have a clue and not have you pay the taxes, even though that's not right. But <laughs> it's just... Well, and just because,
1: yeah, it's a good, it's a good point. It's actually a really important thing to to mention because a lot of CPAs have never heard of it. They don't really know about this space because it's a very narrow part of the tax code and they, there's not really, they're not specializing in it. And the reality is even if you don't file it, it you can get audited and still face the penalties and all the taxes just because you didn't know about it doesn't mean you're not guilty. It means you're still going to get penalized. So that's not a really good defense. And so now that you know about it, you can avoid it completely and not worry about it. You can sleep at night.
0: Yeah. And you know, that something like that could blow up your whole IRA account.
1: It it would totally blow up an account. I mean, the disqualifying factor or just the, the tax and the penalties. I remember one time I, I had the IR, the IRS sent me a letter and I got It was a certified letter and they said, you know, I opened it up because once you get a certified letter from the IRS, you have to open it because you're, certif- you're served whether you open it or not. So I opened it and it was a $672,000 bill and $372,000 of it was just penalty. And it was because I, I was filing later than I was supposed to and I, just, I was delayed. It was, and ultimately, it, it all got wiped out. But the penalties there were you know, 40% more than the actual tax. And that's the problem you can't just avoid this thing and hope it'll go away just because your accountant forgot about it. So it's not, it's, it's worth it to, to do it the right way.
0: All right. So we'll go through a couple of scenarios here. Uh, the first one that comes up a lot, um, people have been kind of calling me lately and they've just read the rich Dead poor Dead book and want to get into it. And they have like $400,000 in their 401k that they want to get going uh, first question I always ask is that from an old employer because if it's from the current employer, they can't really do anything. Um, there's a section here called the in-service um, transaction. I don't know if you want to talk about that later, Damon. But
1: Yeah, yeah let me just touch on that because it, it, when you're working for somebody, if that's the, the 401k that you have or 457 or 403, where, wherever you're at, government or, or TSP. They're or or, TSP.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there are all these, these type of retirement accounts. All of those potentially, legally, could be you could roll it out. Basically, that means you could push that money from where you're working into a QRP while you're still working. But most of those plans are not set up. They don't allow you to because they've, written, they've been written that way. So legally, you could, but about 90% of them don't allow you to, which means you're really talking in most cases about money from plans that are from jobs you've had before. They're not likely to be the, the job you had now. You could check. But it's pretty unlikely. So don't get your hopes up. I don't want you to get all excited that you can go invest in real estate with your current 401k that you're working for the, yeah. co- the company you're working at.
0: I'll repeat that just in a little way just so we don't lose everybody. Um, So if you've got like money in your current 401k, you can do what's called an in-service transaction from the per that the federal government allows you. But your yeah. current employer's rules may prohibit you. And uh, you said, what, maybe 90% of them prohibit you. I was actually having lunch with a guy uh, a couple of days ago. He said that he checked up all the rules and looks like his employer allows it. So lucky guy, he's one of the 10%. But and,
1: and and some of them allow it like every six months. So I've seen people where they're making contributions and they're getting their matching and then they get to roll it over into the QRP literally every six months. So you just have to check because you never know.
0: Yeah, So so that's the action plan if you go and check, but... If you've got a 401k money with a previous employer, whatever the heck you do, don't roll that over into a new 401k. Consider a QRP or taking it out, like I like I mentioned, strategically.
1: Well, and and here's here's one thing that a lot of people haven't heard: if you've got if you've got a rollover from an old 401k into your current 401k. Almost always, the money you've rolled into your plan, you can roll out into the QRP. That's usually not excluded, so that may be an option for an in-service rollover if you have rolled it. But it's better just to roll it directly into a QRP, uh, so you're not messing around trying to get your money out from somebody else's group. Good point. Good point. I, I don't know if you've heard this, and I, I was um I heard some people talking
0: about this little loophole in more red states where there was like some kind of law where all these guys were getting divorced and this the spouse was trying to get out their 401k so they're able to transfer it because of a divorce. And because of that, that little loophole opened up and allowed people to, even though they were still married, do a sort of in-service tra- um, transfer for that. Have you heard of something like that? I, I, I personally think it's a little out there.
1: but It's, it's part it's, of the quadro. It's a qualified uh, domestic relations order. And so basically if you get divorced, then you can get a transfer into a new plan from your old, your previous spouse's money, their 401k. So I actually have clients that are doing that. So it's actually just, it's like the QRP comes with the documents to actually do that transfer. So it's definitely an option. I mean, I don't get divorced just to get your money. I think that's a little nuts, but I guess it's an option.
0: Yeah. I hear like guys, you know, they're not getting divorced or anything like that, but they're using that loophole to kind of go in under the radar with that, that opening. And, getting it out that way is what I think.
1: That's a, that's a great thing to talk to your tax professional. Yeah.
0: about. <laughs> Again, more homework for you guys if you're really that desperate. But like I always say, you most when I look at most people's like financial profiles, there's usually low hanging fruit and you don't really have to go that crazy yet, but just, you know, giving people food for thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the idea is you never know what might, might
0: work. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the process. You know, you, you create this, qrp which is similar to a solo 401k is it just like a contract like what is this thing
1: so it's basically a trust and it's so every every type of uh, 401k or qrp that's they're all they're all the basic structure is a trust and then the eqrp that we build actually has liability protections inside of it and it has the ability for people to the way it's built and they're all written differently the way it's written people could hire people so like, for example, a solo 401k is awesome and it avoids the UBIT tax, but if you ever hired somebody, you are in trouble because the solo is meant for just one person. And so this allows you to have employees or no employees. It gives you liability protections that you're not going to have uh, with a solo. And it it's it's the most dynamic um, type of plan that, that gives you flexibility no matter how your life changes over the next forever. I mean, so that's, it's it's effectively... A vehicle. It's a. It starts off as a trust, and it allows you to have control where there's no other custodian or person that's getting in the way of you doing your deals. And and the secret sauce is it's
0: written in in a special way. That's.
1: It's it's yeah they're all they're all custom written and the way that this is written it, it's not only is it written with liability protection so if and when you get sued you're actually going to be able to keep your money and your assets but also if you expand and you end up needing to hire people or you buy a business or something happens you're not going to just have to dissolve it. It'll actually adapt with you.
0: Okay. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize that that solo one is only one person, but it yeah. makes sense. So that's um. so when people set this thing up, is it with uh, like a LLC? Like what's the mechanism that right, cuts checks, I guess.
1: Yeah, so basically, the the plan is has the ability; it's going to have its own checking account, and so you're going to be the trustee. Which means, in a trust, the trustee is the one that writes the checks, makes the decisions, and since you're the trustee, you get to write the checks or you get to wire. So, if you want to invest in a syndication or whatever it is you want to do, you can do that, and you can do it in five seconds. You don't have to wait for somebody to cut you a check that might take three weeks. And this is unfortunately, this happens a lot with deals with IRAs and things. Um, there's nobody that's that's going to get in the way very very efficient, and I mean you're in control. That's the the idea here. You have the checkbook.
0: Yeah, and 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 I've worked with Damon on the past. We had to work on this one real quick. You were able to get it done in like a one or two weeks, right? I think well, yeah. Was... It's,
1: it's so the, the the process of us setting it up. We've gotten to the point where we're we we make sure it gets done within two days. Usually, it's mm-hmm. it's the next day, and then getting the money funded, basically getting it transferred over. Uh, is done within a week or two because we know how to push it through. And so if you've got a deal that's that you want to do, you're going to be able to get access to your money within a matter of days um, at the maximum, a couple of weeks. But typically we see it in about a week where people are able to get their money transferred over. So at this point um, I've got a few questions, but if
0: anybody has uh, wants to come off mute and ask any questions or type it into the chat window, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, we can. We could structure the question like you're asking for a friend, <laughs> Anonymously.
2: hey, Lane, um, should I ask my question now or? Yeah, go
0: ahead, go ahead.
2: Hey, uh, hey, Damien, this, this is Ken. I, I have a um, a business with employees, and like, how how would like? Can I have? It already has a simple IRA, and then if I had a, another two businesses, one that's just me as the as my own like there's only one person which is me and the other business that I have has like six employees with a simple IRA could I put the solo 401 i mean sorry the uh, QRP into the second business which is just my own self-employment business or we'll have to since it's a controlled group I we'll have to share it with everybody
1: you basically um, you can have you, that's a good question you can definitely have multiple plans and you just have to make sure you're not discriminating against one group because everybody's got to be treated equally you can certainly have multiple plans. A lot of people do that. A lot of medical practices do that where they have a 401k plan for their employees and then they have a separate one. And it's basically because they want, they want to separate them, but not discriminate. So we can, you can have multiple plans and you could accomplish what I think you're trying to accomplish. I see. I
2: see. And then if you had employees in the QRP, are they going to be investing in real estate with you? They, they yeah. could,
1: they, the the employees, so basically because you're not discriminating, you've got to give everybody the option to do whatever you're doing. Like you can't do something different. So if, you, if we have a plan that's set up and all the employees, it's just one plan, then the employees would have the option to do whatever you're doing. And that's fine. Most employees don't end up doing it primarily because most employees don't have the type of money needed for syndications, but they would have the option if they wanted to do some type of alternative investment outside of a mutual fund or a bond fund or something.
2: Oh, I see, but but they're not going to be like like when you invest in real estate, the whole funds wouldn't go into real estate; It'd just be your contribution. No,
1: it's just yours. It's it's a it's a self self directed part of the plan. So you literally get the checkbook control on your own funds, and that's and anybody can do the same thing. They could say, "Hey, I want to be involved in a deal," but many times syndications have twenty five, fifty, hundred thousand dollars minimums, and that's not where most people have their balances. So it's usually they just stick with kind of the status quo, but. It's, they could do it, but they're not required. So you could just do it and everybody else doing something different. I see.
2: Okay, well, thank you very much.
0: My pleasure. So another question here. So when you're setting up one of these uh, QRPs, are you, does the individual need to set up their LLC or you, is that kind of all inclusive of the process?
1: So you don't, you don't have to set up anything. Uh, you can literally do this as a sole proprietor where like if you think about a company, let's say it's Amazon. Uh, Amazon is a sponsor. And so if they have a 401k plan, then Amazon as the sponsor is the same as you being the sponsor for your plan. So an individual could have a plan. You could also have an LLC, but if you're a consultant or whatever your, your business is, you don't necessarily have to have an entity and you can have a plan for you or for your entity. So it's really up to you. It doesn't really benefit you to have an LLC in terms of this plan. Cause this plan has its own unique protections and it, it's not required. You can have one if you want to. And if you get one later, we just adapt your plan to whatever entity you might have or, or switch to.
0: Is there a certain dollar threshold where you're like, eh, maybe you should spend the five hundred bucks, thousand bucks to get make it into a Delaware or Wyoming one?
1: In terms of the actual investing inside the retirement plan, it doesn't really make any difference. Um, it's it's really just it's a bigger question about the business the income you're making in the business and the protections for the business activities. And that's really having your accountant and your, your um, asset protection attorney in that, that conversation. You never want to operate as a sole proprietor. I mean, I'm not a tax professional or an attorney and I can tell you that's a fact. It's just a dumb, dumb move period. So you always want to have some type of protection. Um, but in terms of the, of the retirement plan, it's not really going to matter.
0: Okay. Cause
1: I, I- if you guys were, if you guys do do the LLC set up, what, what,
0: what state are you recommending, Wyoming or Delaware or something like that?
1: Yeah, in general, I mean, there, there's, there's reasons for Wyoming, uh, Nevada, Delaware. There, one of the things about Wyoming is that Wyoming is the last place where it's actually private, where you don't, ha- your name is not on public record. It's buried inside of a registered agent. And because LLC started in Wyoming and Wyoming is really protective of people coming after assets, their, their core system is really strong. So I personally like Wyoming. Um, that's where the company is based. And that's where LLCs we would set up would be based to be in Wyoming.
0: And then the follow-up question here, cause they want to buy is what are the typical costs to set these things up and the ongoing fees, which I think is nothing, right? That's the nice thing about this.
1: Yeah, there's, there's the, the only, so every year we update the plan and we update any entities. So if we set up an LLC inside of the plan, if we do those type of things, there's ongoing state fees, and basically the maximum that's going to be is 400 bucks a year. It's a flat fee for, for somebody's plan. Um, setup is typically 2600 and that covers everything. and then we also do asset valuations and any type of filing with the IRS that comes up. So it's, it's flat. there's no asset uh, asset fees like you know the 1% asset under management or transaction fees. It's just too flat. it's set up and then it's, it's the annual.
0: Yeah, that's what I got. I couldn't get over when I did have my self-directed Roth. I was just getting killed by these ticky-tack fees all the time. It it's
1: you know, I, I've I mean, I'll, I'll be in, in all uh, in transparency. I have I have a self-directed Roth account. It's it's because I I inherited a Roth IRA from my dad that I set up for him years ago, and it's like everything I do. There's fee 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 for everything. And even though it was free to set up, or I think it was fifty bucks to set up, basically free. I'm spending more on that than anybody would ever spend on a, on, a, on a QRP. So it's you have to look at the big picture, and, and this is very transparent. Um, so you, you you kind of get what you pay for. You're going to invest up front, and then you're going to feel really good about it for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, I mean, my thoughts on that situation, Damon, is if You're you're probably invested in stuff, but if it was liquid, just take out the contributions and then just dump the plan and pay the taxes on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, that, that's usually true. The, the one weird thing about an inherited thing, and this is actually a really cool strategy for people that you, it would be worth thinking about. When you inherit a Roth account, that account can be spent at any age and you can grow it for the rest of your life. So the the Roth inherited account is a very unique animal. And you can, like one of the strategies is setting up a QRP, having it's a Roth QRP that you set up for like a parent or a grandparent. And then ultimately when you inherit it, At whatever age you're at, you're going to have the ability to grow and spend that. So literally, you're in a zero tax bracket forever. I mean, it's an interesting strategy that anybody can look at. Uh, Most people aren't thinking about that because it might be morbid, but the reality is so are taxes. Yeah, I saw an article today actually
0: in the Hui Facebook page. um, Barons had an article on that. People were giving money to their parents and then morbidly inheriting it later tax-free or whatever. It's just... a.
1: What does it take to make one cup of coffee? What are the stories contained in a single
2: cup? Who is this handsome man?
0: Also you I talked to in our free intro coaching calls, I see a theme of mission and investing for greater good. I found an investment that be improving the lives of their community by improving living conditions and paying for children's education. To learn more about this investment, check out Simple Passive Cashflow Backslash Coffee. This specialty coffee makes for an amazing performer.
2: It's
1: a powerful strategy, and the truth is, we're going to be in a higher tax bracket down the road. I mean, nobody—I don't think anybody would think we're going to be in a lower tax bracket or lower tax system and, and rates. So, you kind of want to think about getting out of the tax game as soon as possible, and that's where the Roth comes into play, both with inherited and just setting up a retirement account.
0: Yeah, so so kind of along the same lines. Your people have Roth 401ks at their employer and they also have the traditional 401ks, so pre-tax and post-tax different versions. Mm-hmm. So there's also two different kinds of QRPs, right? The Roth version and the pre-tax one. Yeah,
1: this is so one of the one of the things that's great is that when you set up a, a plan, an eQRP has both the deferred and the Roth inside of it. So it's it's built in. You don't have to do anything else. Um, you, if you have multiple things you're rolling in, you don't need multiple plans. You can do it as many times as you want. It's one plan. It's one one time, and and you get everything there. We, there is no limit. We give you every option. It's not like your 401k at, at work, maybe where you have limited options. This has everything inside of it that you'll ever need.
0: And what are you normally recommending people do? The Roth one or the the pre tax?
1: Yeah, my, my personal preference is to, everything starts as a default and being deferred. And ultimately, my my recommendation for people is to find a way to get it to Roth as soon as possible. Because a couple of things happen. One, you're never going to have to worry about taxes again because it's going to grow tax-free and you take it out tax-free. And when the Roth money is in there, either immediately or at the maximum within five years, like if you, let's say you had 100,000, you rolled over from your 401k and then you convert it to Roth. In five years, you can take out the entire hundred thousand, no penalty, no tax, and all the gains can keep growing. So even if you were 35 or 40 years old, you could actually take out your entire basis and, and there's no penalty. And that's a kind of a cool thing. Like you were talking about taking out the basis, then you just let the gains run. So that's a, that's a cool way to, to invest tax free and get your original contributions back.
0: So people who have um, like Roth IRAs, not, not 401Ks or anything like that, can they put the Roth or the regular IRA money into a QRP?
1: That's a, that's a really good question. That's the one thing that you can't move over um, is the Roth IRA. I mean, inherited IRAs can't be moved, but the, the Roth IRA is the one active type of retirement account that you can't move over. Everything else you can move over to a, to a plan. So again, if it's a regular IRA... Uh, the
0: pre-tax one, you can put it into a QRP. What, what's the reasoning behind why why can't you
1: do the Roth? Like, why is that a no-go? I, I don't I don't really know. <laughs> Other than maybe because of the benefits around leverage, I, I, I think there might be something because a Roth IRA is after tax, and there's a lot of money in Roth IRAs. In fact, in the 90s, the reason the U.S. government had a budget surplus was because so many people converted to Roth, and they paid the taxes then. It created a huge surplus in the federal treasury. But then it kind of screwed everybody down the road because there's no more tax base because all the tax had been paid earlier. Um, I think it's because the, the IRAs, I'm guessing, and re- we really don't know, I think it's because they just want to keep the money kind of stuck in the Roth IRAs. They don't want to move it over and have people get, having the option to leverage it up inside of a QRP tax
0: free. Yeah, because have you heard of the articles? I mean, this is more, I think we're much higher level than this, but a lot of the personal finance guys are Doing this uh, Roth backdoor thing. What's your thoughts on that? Is it kind of well a, the good news uh, is, I
1: mean, the Roth backdoor is really just all about the IRA and, and the truth is when you when you were talking about the QRPs, that you don't need to worry about the Roth backdoor because there's no income limit. There's no need to worry about that. You can make five hundred thousand or a million dollars a year and still have a Roth, still contribute to it, still convert all of your stuff. The backdoor stuff is really only because people are dealing with IRAs, it has nothing to do with QRPs.
0: Right. And then what's the, um, as you mentioned it, what's the maximums for the QRPs?
1: So the, you can put as much money as, you can roll over as much money as you have. The The new contributions are 56000 if you're under age 50 or 62000 if you're over age 50. And that's per person. So a couple could potentially have 124000 if they're over age 50 each year. And, and that can be deferred or Roth or a combination. It's really flexible but it's, you know, that's literally 10 times more than an IRA. Yeah.
0: So if you guys are able to put away more than a hundred grand per couple, first of all, people don't like you and (laughs) you probably should keep that to yourself, but there's another strategy of just creating a charitable trust, but then it has to be for charity. You got to try and figure that one out. But I know this QRP should pretty much get most of us.
1: (laughs) It's, it's, it's a tool. Like you said, you know, there's a lot of tools out there. There's, um, you know, you've got a different type of life insurance, uh, bank and uh, banking policies. There's all sorts of different financial tools. This may or may not be a good tool. Like this is a terrible tool. If you're going to buy a piece of property and hold it for the next 40 years and use all the depreciation. So you don't want to use this tool. And when people say, well, I'm going to buy rental property and hold it, I'm going to get it for, use it for current cash flow," I say, don't, don't use this tool. So it's really, it's, it's the right tool for the, for certain things. And it's the wrong tool for certain things which is why the education is so important. And like the book is going to go into that and it's, you know, this is not a perfect fit for everybody. It's, it's for a specific reason. If like with syndications, it's a really great tool.
0: Yeah. So catching up here on the questions um, might've answered this, but if you have a Roth, can you roll it over into a Roth QRP?
1: If, if it's, if it's anything other than a Roth IRA, yes. Most people have Roth IRAs, so you cannot move those over, but like a Roth 401k, uh, you can move over any other Roth. You could move over. So just it's the one exclusion is the Roth IRA. You can't move over,
0: but a regular IRA you can do, put it into a Roth QRP or regular QRP. That's
1: yeah, you the, can. You can move, see what happens is you, is you move the the regular IRA over into the QRP, and then once it's there, it's called an in plan rollover, and it, it it converts to a Roth.
0: Okay. N- another question here: Any form or reports needed during income tax filing, or any separate filing needing? On an ongoing basis,
1: Uh, in in terms of income tax, unless you're contributing, like if you're just rolling over, there's nothing that you need to do. Uh, If you're contributing or you pull money out, then you're going to have it's going to be on your your tax return. If there's if you if you have over a quarter million dollars in your plan, it's a 5500 form, and and we do that. So you're not really going to have any you're not going to have any additional work. It's just if you're contributing, you're going to have either a deduction or you're going to put it on your form on your 1040. Um, It's it's fairly straightforward, and whether you're your accountant knows how to do that or not. You've got us to support you and/or your accountant, so it shouldn't add any more any more brain damage or, or work to you.
0: Is there like a certain form that you guys cut back for them that they may can they can just Google? That they, there,
1: yeah. there, the the fifty five hundred is the only form, the additional form that's going to be filed in terms of the the plan. That's just a disclosure of assets if you have over a quarter million. So you could look up fifty five hundred. And so if, if you want to investigate that, but there's other than that, it's, it, there's nothing exciting or some, you know, brand new crazy thing you've got to do.
0: What do you see people using the QRP for um, other than syndications?
1: Um, I mean, other than syndications, people will use it for physical gold. They'll use it for land because obviously with land, you can't do any depreciation or anything. It's a really good, good way to invest. And that way you're, you're able to use some tax sheltering for land uh, international stuff. People are using it for coffee farms and uh, cacao farms. They're they're doing startup. They're doing crypto. People are buying because one of the things with, with crypto is not in the last you know year where crypto crashed, but there's no tax shelter for crypto, but you can shelter everything if it was inside of a, of a plan. Um, almost anything you can think of other than collectible things like collectible cars. I've seen people use it for all sorts of stuff. They use it for a lot of loans. You know, they're lending the money out, and they get to be the bank, and, and that's a really powerful thing. Options on real estate—it's uh, kind of limitless.
0: Yeah, and I think I think you you helped a lot of um, our guys out with the cocoa or the coffee farms, and now we're gonna go to Belize in June, twenty fifth to Um You were we were we able to like make mini QRP's for those guys or something like that? Was that the workaround for the yeah, international we, we,
1: pur- purchase? Yeah, one of the problems you have when you do international stuff is you run into issues where countries require a person involved, and and when they see a custodian, it looks like money laundering to them, and so they get really weirded out. So they don't want to use, they don't want to allow IRAs to take title, and that's where it really changes when you use a qualified plan because an individual is a trustee, and it, it changes when your titling is not really weird. An IRA has, if you've ever seen an IRA, it's like you know so and so company trust company is the custodian FBO this person with an account number and countries don't like it. They freak out. <laughs> and so they reject it.
0: Yeah. And America doesn't like sending money out to those kind of folks.
1: It, it's, also it's hard. A huge, right. It's, it's, it's a huge problem, but we've got, we've got a work around for that and it's, it's consistently worked um, in the last three months, almost a hundred times. So it's, it's very, very simple for us to do that because we've, we've worked through the system. Uh,
0: any other questions? On the line i think i've burned through a lot of minds here what are any other common questions you get uh damon once people start you know i would go to simplepass at cashflow.com slash qrp download the book or or sign up to get a free copy of the book mailed to you and watch the older webinar read all the faqs but any you know once people start moving to the 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 thing what what do you what kind of questions do you normally get
1: so one of the questions is I mean people will ask how long does it take we kind of answered that it takes it takes a couple of days for us to give you everything uh, we we walk you through the bank setup process uh, one of the things that and then say so you're going to have your money inside of 2 weeks that's very normal the one of the unique advantages here that you don't have with an IRA is that you can borrow up to $50,000 of your account and just write yourself a check this is not an investment this is literally you taking a loan this is this is similar to if you have a 401k and you can maybe borrow money there, the difference is you can write yourself a check. If you want to go buy a car or you just want to do some type of investment that's disqualified, You, if you want to do your own syndication, there's you can write a check for the 50000 and it takes you as long as it takes you to write a check to give yourself 50000 bucks. That's a huge advantage. That's not available with an IRA. So it's kind of nice to have a $50,000 credit line um, on demand.
0: Yeah, that that's that is definitely nice. Sort of like an infinite banking deal right there.
1: Yeah, it, it gives you additional resources. And I think that's what's important so your stuff's not locked up by by the system.
0: Uh any other questions before we uh head off for the evening?
2: Um Damien? Yeah. Hey, this is uh this is Ken again. if I'm an employer and I want to set it up. What are the rules for, there, I assume there are rules for employer contributions versus employee contributions. Can you make the employer contribution zero and it's all just employee contributions?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's an option too. It's, it's going to limit the employer in terms of what they're going to do. In ter- if, if you want to max things out, but if you were just using it as a rollover vehicle, then you can certainly say it's just going to be employee. It's called the elective deferral. And that would be an option to say, you guys can contribute and do what you want, but we're not gonna do any matching or profit sharing. So you've got some options to do that. Uh, if that made sense, then it's an option.
2: That, that's interesting. Mo- most retirement plans like simple IRAs, 401Ks, even 401K with profit sharing, they require an, an employer contribution in order to be a, a deferred contribution plan. Is this just something unique to QRPs?
1: No, the, I mean, the QRPs, are all the, they're all the same rules, but what we're talking about is the employer or highly compensated employees If they want to contribute, then you have to do some type of contribution, which is the safe harbor. And if you don't do the safe harbor, then you can't contribute. It's there's a there's a testing that goes on with your employees. So that's that's really what we're getting down to. What you're asking about and what's what what the rules are. So an employer that's not going to contribute, but is they they're not going to be able to contribute nineteen or twenty thousand or fifty thousand then it's not usually a huge benefit for them to set up a plan, but it would help the the employees if that's what your intention was.
2: I see. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a testing part of it. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you.
1: Sure.
0: Oh, here's a, here's a question. So if we had a $50,000 credit limit and we're, and we use it for anything, would it be basically paying ourselves back like our 401k And is there a penalty if it takes longer than usual to pay back?
2: Yeah, so the $50,000
1: is required to be paid back within five years unless it's a primary residence that you're borrowing it for, which gives you 30 years. If you don't pay it on time, if you basically break the loan, then it's going to be a distribution. So either you follow the promissory note or it's a distribution. Um, The good news is you've got some flexibility in how you design the promissory note. You get to pick the interest rate. So it's a great way to get additional money into your plan by charging yourself 10% or you can charge yourself less. It's it's really up to you. But the, the worst case is that it's a distribution. And so it's it's not like you're going to go to jail or something. You're just going to have a, a taxable event. Do you got to load it up with 50 grand or any
0: anything more?
1: And, and the 50,000 is the maximum. It's 50,000 or 50% of what your account value is, whichever is less. And then that's the maximum.
0: Okay. Any other questions you guys want to type in the chat window or uh, unmute yourself? But uh, I would say go to com slash QRP, download or request the free book. Uh, Damon, you want to get your email address out there for the folks?
1: Yeah, you guys can email me at, at dlupo at totalcontrolfinancial.com. And um, it's happy to answer questions or help You guys out if you have a plan, like Ken. If you've got a complex type of situation, we can dig into it and see what kind of options are there. Yeah,
0: and, I was, I was like, know, Ken, just go talk, just go talk to Damien, yeah. set up a it's, call. It's,
1: yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. better to do that. It, it's these are pretty complex, but we can we can sort it out and see if you see what options you might have.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good example of like the complex situation. But the, the one I see all the time is just some dude has like 400 grand again, and um, you know, he, he needs to take it out. Um, but yeah, if you if I'll uh if you wanna email me, um I can connect you with Damon too. You guys all have my email address lane and simple passive the cash flow. I personally don't use a QRP. I talked with Damon, um I grilled him for quite a while on my strategy. I will do it at some point, but I'm trying to fill up my cash flow today bucket first. And then I'll come knocking Damon. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's and and that's that's probably the other question too. A lot of times people are trying to figure out how to use this for current income. Um, other than that $50,000, which can seed you doing some things, It's real, this is your future bucket. So Lane, to your point, this is not going to be the best thing for you if you're trying to create cash flow to live off of and pay your bills today. But this is what's going to be there when you, you get older and you need that pile. It's, it's one of the most powerful things you can use.
0: Yeah, I quit my job this past month, so I need some money today. But...
1: Well, congratulations, by the way.
0: Yeah, hopefully everything I I do it will 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 get me too much money that I have to put in my future bucket, like you said.
1: There
2: you
0: go. That's where you come in with this. But if you've got a whole bunch of money in your 401k, you got to get it in play. Got to get going, or or definitely get it out of the stock market at this point of the game. Agreed.
1: I Uh,
2: have a question.
1: Yeah. Before we begin. okay. So. I work for the government. So would it be difficult to try to get my 401k transferred over into the QRP? I have the traditional. Well, while you're still working, it's going to be pretty hard there. I have seen it done. Um, it's Is it a thrift savings plan or a different thing? Uh, it's a TSP. Yeah. So you can check. I would check with whoever is running it, whichever division is running your, your TSP and just check. But in all likelihood, you're probably not going to be able to move it until you leave. So it. It's a it's a huge surprise if you you can, but I want to I want to set you up for for you know, what's likely to happen. They're likely to tell you no.
0: Yeah, we we'll send out this recording, but we kind of touch upon it. Ninety percent of the time, no bueno. Not yeah. gonna happen. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's the government, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bet no.
1: <laughs> yep. And, until you hit fifty nine and a half, and then pretty much it's open season, even if you're still working there.
0: Yeah, I just quit my job from, and I had my TSB. I don't even know my login, but I never put anything into that thing. I'm just gonna—it's not even worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll
0: hear you. Yeah, there's like four hundred dollars in there for somebody. But. All right, everybody, enjoy your single Mayo. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, everybody. Bye. <laughs> This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change